This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, as usual, we'll have a look at some of our business tips and ways of uh, growing and building our business. We're also talking with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about managing your cash. But right now we're going to have a chat with Jeanette David from Love Your Look about staying ahead of the game with your image. Good afternoon, Jeanette. Good afternoon, Julian. Thank you once again for joining us. We haven't been had you for a while here, have we? No, no, I've missed it actually. You always do a great job though. I I love tuning in to uh, listen to every week's program. Well, well, now this week you want to specifically aim it at men. What, what, What would you like to share with us? Well, Julian, I want to talk about some strategies so men can keep themselves competitive in the workplace. Now, it's no secret that life and business are as competitive as they've ever been, and we all have to work harder to stay on top. And today I specifically want to address the baby boomer generation. Hmm. Okay, so why particularly that generation? Well, the men of this generation have not only had globalisation to deal with, but also the challenge of younger, often more educated men who are after their jobs and want to send them off to retirement. And when you feel that pressure start to mount, it helps to have some strategies up your sleeve. So I don't know about you, my dad retired at 55, but it's very rare to find a man these days who wants to retire that young and most want to keep working indefinitely. So for those in their 40s, there's also added pressure though, isn't there? Absolutely. Gail Sheehy, in the New York Times bestseller Passages, describes a time in a man's life she calls the deadline decade. And when a man reaches his 40s, he feels it's his do-or-die decade. It's time to make one last effort to reach the top. And for most, it is their last chance. Whatever heights they reach in this decade will be as high as they will ever go. So how can working on a man's image help him stay on top? Well, image is something that men tend to think is women's business, you know, all that hair, makeup and stuff, <laughs> Trini mm. and Susanna <laughs> and all that, and not as something that applies to them. But image is actually what people see when you walk into a room, the impression you make and what they remember about you. It affects how others relate to you and whether they will do business with you. It's imperative that as a man ages, he continues to look powerful and like a force to be reckoned with, not like someone who's waiting out the final years of his job with the young lions prowling around for a chance to take him down, you know. Mm. Um, Ageism is rife in the Australian workplace. You should be able to leave when you are ready, not when someone else decides you should go. So looking vital, interesting and well put together increases your perceived confidence and sends out a continual message to friends and foe alike that you are up to date and on top of your game. So what do you think is the biggest mistake men make with regards to image then? I think the biggest mistake in the public arena is failing to control how they are perceived by others. They need to recognise that, yes, image does matter, and yes, they do need to come to grips with it. So any image consultant can spot a man who's been dressed by his wife or worse, by his mother, (laughs) and some men fall into the trap of dressing like their father, so obviously quite out of date. So figuring out what works in terms of wardrobe, hairstyle, grooming, accessories and colour, it's not rocket science, but unless you want to spend a lot of valuable business time researching what works for you, it's better to get an image consultant to do it all for you. So is it unusual for a businessman to get support in this area? 
Well, yes and no. Elite athletes, movie stars and politicians have used these services for years as they understand how crucial their image is to their career. Now, most businessmen would not admit to having an image makeover any more than they would divulge other strategies they use to stay at the top of their game. But the fact is, it's the alpha male who gets the makeover, not someone lower down the ladder usually. Just as in the primate world where the dominant male has males and females grooming him, in the human realm, top males command respect and allow others to groom them. Now, look at any prince or president in the world today and you'll see this is the case. Yeah, I know there are uh, quite a few of this very successful uh, top business people in you, in the uh, in Australia who, who don't mind admitting that they do get help in this area. Absolutely, and it shows a lot of common sense that they do because you can't be on top of everything. You're great at business or sport or whatever it is, and it's the wise person that gets in, a consultant, someone who knows this area, and gets them to do it for them. Well, if a businessman wants to come to grips with his image and how it can help his career, what are some of the things he can do? Well, I've got three tips for you. One simple thing is to change where you shop. See, a woman buys clothing to look beautiful, and wives, mothers, and female shop assistants will do their best to make you more handsome. So we don't have time here to go into it, but men's clothing is a whole different world that, frankly, most women don't understand. Not that they'd admit to that. Mm. (laughs) Now, my tip is to buy only from menswear experts in department stores or stores that sell only men's quality clothing. Assistants in these stores understand that a man's main requirement from his clothing is that he looks powerful. They also understand the importance of good tailoring and altering clothes for a perfect fit. Mm. Secondly, have a good look at your basic colours for business. If you have warm skin tones, there's a good chance that backs and greys are making you look insipid and lacking in energy. And a white shirt will totally wash you out. If you're feeling invisible, simply changing your wardrobe colours will make a world of difference. And thirdly, think about engaging an image consultant. Most will have everything sorted for you in only two sessions. It's quite painless. So there is one common side effect I think I should mention. Just before we go into that common side effect, just go back on colour a moment. Uh, you, you mentioned white. White used to be the only colour that shirts used to be sort of 30 years ago mm. and colours come in now. But, but I still feel more powerful, I think, when I wear a white shirt than when I wear a colour shirt. Yes, and um, that is true for you because your particular colour typing is one which wears white extremely well. If you get someone, say, with red hair, say like uh, Robert Redford, it tends to make him look rather ghastly. Okay. Okay. So, as I'm saying, if you've got the warm skin tones, then you do need to do a bit of a review uh, and perhaps, for instance, buy a suit in a black-brown rather than a grey or a black. So this is something which an image consultant can pick up straight away yeah. and just run with it and give you results which will astound even yourself. And I suppose again with some of these multicolour shirts or the bright colour shirts, they don't go with certain uh, skin tones either. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. And you can do a lot with your image, you know, according to the sort of job that you have. One um, gentleman who I did some image work for, he had a very commanding presence and he used to tend to wear black and white, which suited him quite well, but he was very, very tall as well. And, and in his business, he needed to really get on people's level. He was in a health industry. And uh, I said to him, you know, why don't you wear one of your colours 
in your shirts um, rather than the white because I think you're frightening people off. Mm. <laughs> and so he could see that that was a wise thing to do for him. Mm. So the side effect you mentioned uh, with using an image consultant. Yes, well, it's increased attention from the opposite sex. Wow. <laughs> now, style has impact on both sexes, but the effect on men, it's strong, but it's often subliminal. But women will notice and they'll respond to you immediately. So mm. I must say, though, none of my clients have ever complained about it. Yeah, I must admit it's always the women that, that seem to comment on your appearance rather than men, isn't it? Yes, I think how you look is not that important to men in the sense of how visually pleasing you are, yeah. but men will pick up those cues of being powerful and in control. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for your time again, Jeanette. We'll Thank have a chat later. with you another day. Jeanette David there from Love Your Look. Very interesting, isn't it? Looking powerful just by the clothes that we wear. Very important that we get that right. Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre. Good afternoon, Brett. Hi, Julian. Welcome along again. Um, Thank you. We're, we're continuing on with our theme. We were talking about the business plan last week, and that sort of takes us into uh, managing our cash or managing our cash flow. And, of course, the cash flow is the, uh, a key factor to survival, but how can we ensure that it is? Well, the important thing, I guess, uh, if you're where you are in your uh, your business planning phase. So, if you're actually a new business starting out, you're going to have very little to to go from, but you can still make some predictions as to where you think you want to be at, and and look at the seasonality, particularly of the business. If you're going to have cash uh, flowing through every single day, uh, it's just a matter of case of how much and how you manage that. But if you're a seasonal business where you've got uh, some very peak periods for two or three or four months in a year and then some low periods for the rest of the time, uh, managing your cash is very critical. So the nature of the business and the business model uh, are two very important factors in, in how you survive. And, of course, when things are not very good or things are tight because it's not the time of the year when you sell a lot, that's when you need to be very, actually very disciplined and uh, Plan, plan ahead and, uh, and sort of you know, make hay when the sun shines and then put money away at that point in time to get you through your, your tough periods. Well, well, of course, one of the other challenges is uh, getting that money in. Um, people will owe you money. How would I get a, go around getting paid by someone that owes me money? Well, the important thing, uh, Julian, is to get the money in but not destroy the relationship or the business at the same, you know, at the same time. So you want to look after your, uh, your clients and your customers, but at the same time, uh, you've got to be able to uh, survive in your business. So, you uh, it's important. Yeah, it's important that you sort of try and maintain the business relationship with people, but also encourage them to pay at the same time. It's important to set your expectations at the beginning of the relationship so that they understand how you do business. And if you have a, a thirty-day credit account with them, then that really means thirty days, but not sixty or ninety or one hundred and twenty. Um, so, set up that business expectation with them straight up. Um, it's important that you send out invoices on time. If you delay sending out your invoices, then you can't expect people to be paying if they haven't got an invoice. Uh, you can provide incentives for them to actually uh, pay up front or pay promptly by giving them a discount they pay within 14 days of, uh, of their invoice. Uh, and now on the other side, of course, um, you know, when things are tough, you can use your own credit card to buy yourself a bit more time to sort of even the flow out, but you've got to make sure you're able to pay at the end of that interest-free period then there's normally about 50, 55 days and uh, otherwise if you can't pay it's going to make the situation a lot uh, a lot worse for you. Mm. So, um, so so there's two sides of the coins. One is it went with cash flow is getting money in and getting it in uh, sort of systematically. Uh, the other side of cash flow is not spending. 
So is there any some strategies? I think it's a tough <laughs> don't spend money. Is there some strategies I can put in place to avoid a bad cash flow? Well, uh, the, the, I guess the thing is to, uh, as you say, the, look at your business cycles and know when they when they are um, when it's going to flow in for you. But the other side of the thing is is defer your purchases and look at your costs. If you've got uh, a cash flow problem, then you need to look at the cost side of things and uh, mm. uh, keep them under control. Bookkeeping, accurate bookkeeping, uh, and getting timely reports are a critical part of uh, of your cash flow. You've got to know where you are on a day to day basis. In some cases, maybe week to week, but at worst case, month to month. Uh, and uh, good bookkeeping, good record keeping, uh, and seeing how your business performs over uh, a period of time, each quarter, each year, uh, can allow you to make some good decisions based on solid information. So without good bookkeeping uh, and good information flow, it's very difficult to manage your uh, your cash flow, let alone, let alone your business. So um, it's important to take control. And if, if things are bad uh, from a cash flow point of view, then it's important to be proactive. Um, if you owe money to people, then talk to them about it. Don't sort of put your head in the sand and hope that it might go away. Uh, you've got to be uh, be proactive and say to them, look, you know, things are tough at present. Uh, people often uh, will much prefer you to be honest with them and say where you're at. Mm-hmm. And you can make part payments, the same as you would ask people to make part payments to you. Uh, you can make part payments on the other side of the coin as well. So it's uh, a bit like, you know, expect to do to others what you would like them to do to you. So be honest and say where you're at and uh, at least be seen to be making some effort towards paying your bills as you would want them to be making some effort towards paying uh, the, what they owe you. So I suppose the real secret is to monitor monitor your cash flow at all times, isn't it? It is, it is. That that data is very important to you, good mm. bookkeeping and, and knowing where you're at and... Uh, and uh, sort of being able to manage your stock, uh, so you're not buying excess stock at the same time as you're uh, you're trying to manage uh, manage your cash flow out. So it's, it, it, there's a real skill in in doing this sort of side of the business, but um, it's a very essential one for for most businesses. Everyone has something to sell, uh, and it's about managing that that process and knowing when when you can sell it and uh, when you can't, and and. Uh, Sort of looking, looking at the processes and your systems so that they uh, you know, save your money and you're not wasting things. It's, uh, if you haven't got the money in the first place, you don't want to be wasting it uh, by uh, sort of, you know, not knowing where you're at. Mm. So next week we'll continue on with our theme to man- ma- maximise our income. Yeah, well, if you maximise your income, then generally you don't have as much problem with your cash, cash flow. flow. <laughs> <laughs> you have a delight of actually knowing that you have cash flow to manage. Uh, so in, in a very positive sense. So, yeah, it's the next next step in the process. Okay, well, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Right. Thanks, Julian. Bye-bye. Cheers. Brett Gleeson there from the Business Growth Centre, importance of managing our cash flow, particularly monitoring it, making sure we're doing our bookkeeping and uh, keeping on top of it. Now, now it's time to have a look at our business tips today, and again, we've taken them from the Harvard Business Review. first one is three ways to avoid communication breakdowns. Even though communication is the lifeblood of an organisation, it's difficult to find a company that doesn't have its momentary breakdowns in that area. Part of a manager's job is to keep these to a minimum. And here's three ways to ensure employees understand and communicate well. Firstly, provide context. For people to understand a message, they have to know why it's important. Give people enough information so they know where things fall in on the priority list. Second, encourage questions. Don't just ask people if they have questions, encourage them to raise concerns. This type of interaction helps people absorb information and understand messages so they can pass them on. Thirdly, stay connected. 
people respond to communications very differently, even when they're hearing the same information. By being in tune with your employees, you can anticipate their reactions and better understand how to deliver messages. And what about three signs you need to broaden your focus? The lens through which leaders view the world can help or hinder their ability to make good decisions. If your lens is too narrow, you risk making everything all about yourself or your team. While it can be helpful to see the fine points, you might be missing the big picture. Here are three signs it might be time to zoom out. First of all, you're overwhelmed by details. Being too focused on small things can be overpowering. Ask yourself, what really matters most, and focus on that. Secondly, you put yourself first. A tight focus doesn't leave room for others. Consider the needs of those around you. And thirdly, you treat every situation as unique. Narrowly focused leaders tend to reinvent many wheels because they treat every project or issue separately. Look for similar situations to use as analogies and make your job easier. So there's a couple of little tips that might help you with your business. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, staying ahead of the game with your image, particularly those men out there, and also managing your cash. Next week, we'll look at maximising your income with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre. We'll have a chat with Dr Eileen Doyle about going back to business basics and have some more ideas that will motivate you and improve your business. I'd love your company again at the same time for Business, The Law and You. Until then, have a safe Easter and a prosperous week. And as Leo Tolstoy once said, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself.